Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is David Arsma of the Long Island Docks, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played out at iTunes, Spotify. On the line with a friend of the program, a guy who is brand new, fresh on the shelves. He's he's stretching out the arm a little bit, and he's headed to Islip to play for the Long Island Ducks. It's David Ardsma, the DA53 on Twitter, and host of the bullpen with DA with none other, none, none other than Jimmy the Greek. David, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm liking being out here. The weather right now is... Uh... Is solid. I'm like we're we're wearing shorts and t-shirts out there today. Practice. Yeah, you literally arrived at the perfect time. Uh, the first Mets homestand was freezing. Um, I was fairly cold a couple of the days, but you get here and it's seventy degrees, and you're back to work. I mean, how good does it feel? You got another opportunity here. You're back in baseball. Uh, we talked uh, last season after um, you left the Blue Jays AAA squad and. You said for now you didn't want to play, but you're back. Uh, first off, congrats. Second off, uh, what made you go to the Ducks here? Well, you know, I when I when once I left the Blue Jays, I was focused on coming back and being a different guy. And, and so I took that whole offseason, that time, to focus on training, focus on getting ready, gained like 35 pounds, really focused on my mechanics and, and getting right. I wasn't happy with how I was pitching. And I was going around spring training, um, throwing for teams, throwing showcases, pretty much got in front of all 30 teams, threw really well, and um, but just unfortunately not a whole lot of people are excited on signing a 35-year-old that didn't pitch a whole lot last year. So mm-hmm. had to have to come here and prove myself, but I'm excited about the opportunity. We've got a great team. You know, we really seem like we have a lot of guys focused on getting back to the big leagues, which means guys will be out there to win and guys will be out there to prove themselves, and it's an exciting time. And do you know? Have you like focused like because this squad has had teams, uh, has had players. Excuse me. Recently, as in 2015, and Rich Hill get back. I mean, Ramon Castro's been there. Dontre Willis. Uh, I mean, there's a pretty long list. Is that your goal here? And do you think it's a realistic goal for? And you join Nolan Rymolt. Uh, that he signed him as well, a former Oriole outfielder. Is is that the realistic goal to get back and potentially do it in 2017? That's absolutely my goal. That's that's I think a lot of the guys' goals are either to get back or to get that first shot. Now I, I believe in my abilities. I believe in what I can do, and I'm gonna go out there every day and and you know give you all the cliches, one pitch at a time, and and one batter at a time. But really, I want to go out there and and do my business. And if I'm going out there pitching, that's the best I can do. That's giving myself a chance. And and if I'm staying on top of my agent, who should be on top of all the teams, letting them know I'm here. If I'm doing my business and I'm pitching the way I know I can pitch, at the very least I'll be getting looks and I'll be keeping in people's minds. And if it doesn't work, man, I gave it I gave it one hell of a shot. Have you talked with uh, so far former Met Buddy Harrelson about uh, coming on board? I haven't. I haven't. I should. You should. I mean, you'll see him very. He's is he still the co- he's still the third base coach there? Uh, I'm. You know, I just met everybody. I'm so I, I, today I don't even know who all the coaches were. We didn't go through the whole like coaching staff 
So I'm just, I'm still like, oh, you're still on the fresh. outside looking in, trying to figure out my bearings. Yeah. Where are you at physically and velocity wise? Where, what are you hitting on the uh, speedometer? Well, I was, um, physically, I feel great. Like I said, in 35 pounds, a lot of muscle, um, some belly fat. <laughs> I got my belly going. My wife gives me a, a pretty good hard time about that. But uh, velocity wise, um, I threw for, you know, a good number of teams. But uh, in one of the showcases, I was sitting 93, 94. Um, which for me in spring training is awesome speed because when I was at my best, that's my velocity during spring training. So I was really excited about that. And I don't know if, if the team's quite realized what that might work out into, but, um, you know, I'm excited to come out here, show that I can do that at the very least, and then hopefully uh, keep gaining on the velocity side. And what off-speed pitches have you worked on that you feel are, are better than they were uh, when you left? So I threw, I'm throwing a slider, same slider I threw last year. It was really successful. Um, had a really good uh, where I could throw for strikes, throw for strikeouts when I need to. And then um, last off season, I started working on a new changeup because the year before when I was with Atlanta, um, I wasn't I wasn't getting the the type of movement I wanted on it. I wasn't getting um, the type of swings or even the consistency on my split. So I worked with a, a pitching coach to kind of adjust it and, and change the grip a little bit to be a lot more consistent. And last year, it worked out great for me. So I'm happy with that. And the big thing last year that didn't work out well was was my consistency with throwing strikes. Um, I've never been a big strike thrower, but I've always been pretty good. And last year was the first year where I was really inconsistent with it. So focused on that. And uh, so far in spring, throwing all showcases and, and throwing, um, you know, high batting practice to a bunch of guys, it's, it's been coming out pretty well. Speaking of batting practice, uh, you you threw to a man that we, people talk about. I mean, he hit he hit two home runs in his first week in the minor leagues. Timothy Tebow, um, you kind of got a, had a good look of him last year when you did throw to him. Did you see signs of him having some quick success here at such a early stage? No, who's that? I've never never heard of never him. heard of him. Yeah, some Heisman winner, you know, <laughs> some guy. Um, you know, I you know I talked about it a lot. You know, I talked about our in our podcast, the bullpen with DA, mm-hmm. um, and so we we talk about it a, a ton. But um, you know, what I really saw was a was a guy that just needed at bats. I thought he was a double A talent, but but needed four hundred at bats before he was a double A player. And then after that, I mean, heck, if you're a double A and you're in the outfield. All you need is an injury to happen to AAA. All of a sudden, you're in AAA. You hit well for three weeks, and all of a sudden, you're in the big leagues. I mean, then you, you know you can go from AA to big leagues like that. But I saw a AA talented player that just needed to hit, just needed to hit. I saw him. It seemed to me like he was just a little late on everything, but he was getting good reads. Um, he was seeing the ball just just a little out in front or a little behind, just quite you know like one of those guys. It's like the first day of spring training, and, and all the big league hitters are really late on the ball or really ahead of the ball, and that's what it looked like to me. And he, all the talent's there. It doesn't matter whether he's going to get the at-bats to prove it or not. Do you think he'll ever get to the major league level? You know what? I, I don't know. I, I want to say you're, as long as you're playing, there's always a chance. Now, if he's in double A, if he, if he can fight the double A by the end of the year, man – Hey, all all bets are off because then you know you know how that works, man. You, mm-hmm. you know, Granderson goes down, and then all of a sudden the kid that they call from 
Triple A is not doing well. He's in Triple A, and then and they're like, hell, let's, let's at least give him a shot. Um, you just never know. I, for me, as long as he gets to Double A, he has a chance. Now, if he doesn't get there, you know, you, you'll never go from High A to to the big leagues. It seems like the investment alone of 100000 has worked out in terms of the attention. I mean, you don't want to look at it that way, but in terms of what he does in drawing eyeballs and bringing some new fans to the game, it seems like it's been somewhat of a win-win for the Mets. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, baseball, we, we got to be realistic with this. We all want it to be this purity, and, and I in my, in my heart, I want it to be this pure game. No, honestly, it's about money. It's about mm-hmm. money, and it's about developing players so you can make more money. And so you do it two ways: you either get guys that people want to know, people you know, you know the name, or you develop the talent so that you know a no-name guy becomes really good. Well, you sign Tim Tebow; everybody wants to see him. And then, oh, all of a sudden, you have an A-ball team in in the SEC. Well, it's perfect. And so I don't blame him at all for doing that. But at the same time, he's got some talent. And he goes out there and drops a couple bombs. You know what? No one ever even thought he could do that. And I saw it from day one. I was like, man, this guy's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. So it's great on, on the team side. There's, there's no doubt, man. They've made their money. They've made a ton on them just on selling merch. But you know what? He can still play a little bit. And he's showing the signs of even having some talent. David Ardsma joining us. Follow him on Twitter at the DA53 and follow his podcast with James, Jimmy, James, Jimmy, Jimmy, James, uh, the Greek, uh, the bullpen with DA. Um, do you, uh, last one on Tebow, when, when you saw him, do you see him as a guy who will stick in the minor leagues for a couple of years? Is this a thing where, hey, if I don't make it this year, I won't be back next year? Because I talked about it on the show this week, and I think he had a cozy position as an analyst making millions where he's making uh, thousands to do the everyday grind of the minors. How long do you think he does stick it out for? Hey, man, when I when I talked to him about it and I, and I was trying to get that read, like, hey, is this real? And that's the very first reason why – I wanted to even go out there and watch him throw or watch him hit because I'm like, man, I want to, I want to see if he has that passion. If he really wants to do this or is it the publicity stuff? And what I saw from him was, was a player. And he told me it's always been a passion for him. It's always been baseball has always been the, the number one, but he was just really good at football and football was what, you know, you're down the South. They're dragging you away from every sport to make sure you play football, spring, fall, winter, everything. So football was, was what took him away from what his true kind of love was um, as far as sports-wise. And, and so for me, he came across as somebody who was passionate about it and wanted to prove to himself that he could do it. Not necessarily prove to anyone else, just kind of to himself that he could still play. And so I, I got a sense that he wouldn't care that he, you know, he, he, he'd battle it out. Now at, at 30, when you start, you know, start struggling or you, you don't get moved up or something. Now you're dealing with a whole lot of issues. And when you know, anybody at that age would be wanting to walk away, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I think for sure he's going to give it a full on shot, at least up to the point where he starts to truly, truly struggle that where anybody would be questioning whether to leave. How bad do you want it? How bad are you at that position? And I know you're 34 now, 35. Um, how bad do you want to perform well with the Ducks and get that call from a team right now? Oh, it's 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 my it's my passion right now for me. I'm you know I'm focused now. I'm not sitting here going I have to be in the big leagues. I have to get back. There's no other choice. And and trying and like 
almost psyching myself out of it. And I'm not taking that goal and, and making it this huge, giant thing. I'm, I'm looking at it every day. I'm going to grind my grind every single day, put myself in a position every day to be successful because the problem is I don't control. I don't control whether I'm going to be in the big leagues or not. I have no control over it. I can only control going out there every day and, and pitching, busting my ass and, and doing my best. Now, you know, it's going to take a team wanting to give me an opportunity, wanting to take a chance on me. Um, you know, it might take somebody just liking me as a person and giving me a chance or somebody coming at the right day at the right time to watch somebody else and seeing me pitch and doing well. So you never know, man, how these things happen. If I don't get the big leagues, that's, you know, I can't control it. If I go out there and, and bust my ass and pitch, um, you know, I'm going to be happy. I'll, I'll walk away with, with a smile on my face. Is it difficult, and as a guy you pitch at the minor league level, is it and will it be difficult on a nightly basis to perform when some nights, hey, there may be 12 people in the building. Well, I'm exaggerating, but on a different <laughs> scale versus the major leagues where you're not going to have maybe the attention or as many people or the competition. I mean, how do you instill that to keep going at it? You know what it is? is that when, you, when you're in the locker room and I'm looking over at other players and I'm like, you know, you're uh, De La Rosa or Nolan Reimold or um, Sal, who I played with with the Dodgers, and you're seeing guys that are big league talented players in an in independent league locker room, and, man, they're all fighting for it too. And, you know, you go out there, and, man, I played in, you know, some there were some nights in Seattle where there was nobody in the stands. You know, I remember one time in Seattle we played Cleveland, and there was a Browns game on, and there was literally – like 200 people in the stands, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking to me a whole lot different. I know obviously that's one random night, but you go to AAA, there's plenty of nights where there's no one in the stands, especially last year in Buffalo when it was cold. So, you know what, not having people in the stands, that's, that's part of the business. That's part of the gig at this level. It's going to take you mentally just staying strong and focusing on every single pitch, man. It's tough. But you know what? If you it's the the tough are the one that survive, and the tough are the one that get back up, and and you got to be the toughest on and off the field. Have you scoped out the scene yet in Long Island? Do you know? I'll, I'll highly recommend <laughs> uh, Cherry Valley Deli is is a great spot. I don't know if you've ever had that. Um, Cherry Valley Deli. I'm gonna have to check that out now. I haven't gotten to scope out everything yet. I've only been here a couple days. I did get to the city on Saturday night. And that was a, a good good time. So I went to Mastros, but um, you went to Foley's. Here, I saw a classic Foley's. You gotta Foley's. go. Oh, definitely Foley's. Anybody that's a baseball fan or a sports fan, any type has to go Foley's. And if you haven't been, man, you're missing out. Oh, yeah. But um. You know, had a great time with, with James, and but uh, you know, trying to figure out where the spots are here in Islip, or at least the spots where I'm going to be going, because I'm a, mm-hmm. a huge routine guy, so I'll end up being in the same place every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'll have to check that out. And I, w- I would recommend Jim's Deli. Well, I went to Ostra, so I would say Jim's Deli in Hempstead is uh, another. I'm a deli guy, so Jim's and Cherry Valley are two uh, must-haves. So, Perfect. There you go. Uh, David Arsman. Now tell us a little bit about your show with uh, Jimmy the Greek. Yeah, so the, the bullpen with DA, um, so we're on iTunes, we put on uh, you know, um, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. Um, you know, we, we just talk sports, man. We talk baseball. We love fantasy football together. Um, we generally try – we always try to get a guest um, almost every week. We've had four Hall of Famers so far on there. Um, 
And so we just have a blast with it. And we're, we're two guys. We've always had a, a good time talking sports over the phone. Now it's now we're just recording it and, and uh, putting it out there. So we, we, have a, we just have a lot of fun. And uh, I think all the listeners have had enjoyed it too. What's your uh, early season World Series prediction here? Early season World Series prediction. I'm, um, I believe I, I'm going with Red Sox and Cubs. What's your outlook on the Mets? Are, are you worried over this Mets situation that they're they're a little at battle here with doctors? It seems like. You know what? I think that's um, it's one thing I hate sometimes about the New York media and the New York teams is where they just don't. <laughs> you know, like how how is this possible? Where <laughs> where the players saying something different than the team? I don't even I don't I can't even fathom it, and it only happens in New York. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Where the, was the team trying to just not say something? Was, was Matt not saying something? Now, a lot of people are trying to say, Matt's, you know, what is he doing getting his own opinion? You're supposed to. And I've had teams, I've had team doctors tell me and say, go get your own opinion. I suggest going to X, Y, Z, the doctors that are the best. He goes, because it's your right, man. You're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody tells you to do it and, and go do it because what does it hurt? You know, and if these people are really good, at worst, they'll get together and talk about it and, and, and see if somebody missed something or somebody's misreading something or they just have different opinions. Um, I don't like the fact that it gets out there. It shouldn't be out there. This should have all been behind closed doors, and um, that's the only problem I have with it. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about the Mets. I still like the Mets, and I think we all expected something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them winning the East, and I still think they will. But you do think if they will lose in the playoffs to the Cubs? I do, man. The Cubs are just too good of a team. They're just too every every question the Mets have, the Cubs have an answer. You know, and everything that the Mets are strong in, the Cubs are also strong. So that's when I sit there and go, how do you how do you bet against it? You know, and I think the Red Sox too. It's like you just sit there and go, where do they have a weakness? And their weakness is, well, maybe that twenty fifth guy on the bench isn't that great. Okay, well, the other team, where's their weakness? Well. The 23rd, 24th, and 25th guys are not that great. Like, well, then you have to give the other team the advantage. Yeah, I said Mets over Red Sox. I think the, the, I mean, the Red Sox weakness might be getting to Kimbrel uh, will be a little bit of a headache, as will uh, with the Mets getting to Reed and Familia. That middle uh, middle of the bullpen is a little weak. Um, yeah. But besides that, both are in good shape. David Ardsma, um, I, and I have to say, you have 69 career saves. So in the Rob Gronkowski fashion, you cannot return to the league and get another save. You must retire at 69. <laughs> when I was when I was with the Mets, and I had that, you know, uh, TC let me close a game, and I blew it. Oh. I'm so pissed at myself. I blew it. But my wife just looked at me. She goes. You're trying to do that, aren't you? <laughs> You're trying to stay there. Like, it's a sign. I know. Like, I know it, it, hey, if it ends up at 69, hey, there's worse things, right? You, I mean, Gronk should come on your podcast just for the fact that you have 69 saves. You know what? That should be pretty good. We we got to message his agent, let him know, like, hey, the guy who runs this podcast has 69 career big league saves. And he wants to talk to you about it. That'll, that's how we're going to sell it. You could make that the subject of the email, and he'll be on in a, in a minute, easily. Without a doubt. <laughs> David, uh, good talking to you, man. And uh, If you ever have an off day, you're welcome to uh, come down and close the show in the city. Absolutely. I, I might have to take you up on it. Me and James might have to come down and do a yeah. big thing. A little, fo- a little post-show Foley's as well, of course. Oh, that'd be perfect. May- maybe invite Megan Brown to the party as well. 
Good friend. Oh, no, that Tebow hater. Yeah, we don't need her. Come on. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Good luck this season, DA. Take care. <laughs> hey, thanks. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.